0: This is the morning brief from the Economic Times.
1: There is a tempest blowing in Lakshwadeep, India's smallest union territory. Its citizens are protesting against the government's new norms that are allegedly eroding their culture, lifestyle, economy, and biodiversity. The archipelago of 36 islands refuses to be decked up as a tourist hub and adhere to the guidelines of the government. They say that if their pleas are not heard, the storm may wreak havoc. I'm Devina Sengupta and you're listening to The Morning Brief. Before we delve into why the pristine blue waters of these coral islands are churning, let us understand the changes that the government wants to bring in.
0: The proposals include a ban on beef, a ban on non-vegetarian food in schools, disqualification of people with more than 2 children from contesting panchayat polls introduction of anti gunda act in the island where the crime rate is very low allowing sale of alcohol at resorts in populated islands and establishment of an authority with powers to acquire land for development purposes
1: to go deeper i spoke to m raj shekhar an independent journalist and a former colleague who has been tracking the crisis at Lakshwadeep. Good morning, Raj Shekhar, and thank you for being with us on the morning brief. Oh, it's my pleasure. The main tussle started when the government came up with Lakshwadeep Development Authority Regulation 2021. When this was announced, it became like a massive tussle between people who are living in Lakshwadeep and the government of India. The government says it will change the lives of those living there. How?
0: I don't actually think the tussle started because of this one particular draft act. Okay. I think all of this boiled over and came into the public's attention, what, 10 days ago. By that time, the people of Lakshadweep had been protesting for about at least three weeks uh, by then. You know, there were like some little activity on Twitter, people expressing worry, disaffection, the rest of it. I went to Lakshadweep about seven years ago. Okay. And It's this very, very tiny, relatively traditional Muslim community. 97% of the people there are Muslims, right? And they have always been very apprehensive that Lakshadweep, given its lagoons and corals and everything, might go the Goa way in case tourism is allowed to come in in a very unfettered manner. And therefore, they have sort of insisted on uh, prohibition, for example. So once the new administrator came in and began taking a set of measures that the locals found inexplicable, it started with demolition of fishermen's sheds. It was followed by a very unilateral decision to widen a road. It was followed by this announcement of banning beef, the introduction of liquor permits. And then you had this particular act coming through. What is going on? Well, I think two things are going on. The first is this very straightforward, I suppose, uh, imagination from the Niti Yog saying that, you know, if Maldives can be a multi-billion tourism enterprise, so can uh, Lakshadweep. It's a fairly simplistic sort of a thing. They have corals, we have corals, they have resorts, we don't have resorts, we should have resorts. Why not Lakshadweep become Maldives of India? It is considered as corals paradise of India. We want to develop that. Yes, peace is essential. We have to maintain, now also it is peaceful, whatever we plan. This is for the welfare of
1: the local residents, for the development of lakshadweep That was collector S. Askar Ali, chalking out the government's vision for lakshadweep But many, like Rajshekar, disagree with him.
0: The other thing that is happening is that I think we must also look at the personality of the administrator in all this. Because everything he's doing is not really geared towards uh, boosting economic activity or tourism on the islands. There are some other things he's doing.
1: The administrator Raj Shekhar is talking about is Praful Khoda Patel, a former Gujarat BJP leader, who within six months of taking charge, has brought in sweeping changes in Lakshwadeep through new draft bills. He introduced the draft Lakshwadeep Animal Preservation Regulation 2021, which bans beef. And mind you, most of Lakshwadeep's population is Muslim. Then there is the Draft Prevention of Anti-Social Activities Regulation 2021, which allows the administrator to unilaterally detain people for up to a year. And finally, the Draft Lakshwadeep Development Authority Regulation 2021, which empowers taking away any piece of land on the island, irrespective of its ownership for development purposes. Patel is also the administrator of Dadra and Nagar Haveli and Daman and Diu. Rachikar uh, you were mentioning this interesting example uh, of Diu as well. And even in your article in The Wire, you have mentioned how similar changes were brought about in Diu, And now we are seeing this replicated in Lakshwadeep. How is the handling of the Diu islands off the coast of Gujarat similar to handling of Lakshwadeep off the coast of Kerala?
0: Well, let's see in no particular order. These are some of the changes that played out in the One, after coming in, he picked up all the pending construction projects and began pushing them aggressively. B, he insisted on starting a bunch of new construction activities which weren't really needed, like uh, a four-lane road in an area where there was actually very little traffic. There were demolitions, ostensibly to beautify the beachfront, etc., But that resulted in the loss of local livelihoods. There was a hijacking of responsibilities from local MPs, local MLAs, Zila parishads, and Panchayats. I mean, all of us talk about economic development. I suppose the bigger frame here is that economic development is not only a rational process. In reality, it is exceptionally subjective.
1: I was reading as to how they have plans of desalination, you know, bring in fresh water, uh, have resorts that requires a lot of desalination that is going to completely ruin the biodiversity balance out there. And at the same time, interestingly, to make a Maldives out of Lakshwadeep is also very difficult because there are only so many months of the year when tourism will be on. For the rest of the months, there is no tourism because of the monsoons, because of the climate. What happens to the economic development then? How are the people going to earn if you convert everything into a tourist spot?
0: Okay, so let me just rephrase that question slightly. Let's take it purely on economic merit. A desalination plant need not necessarily ruin local biodiversity. Okay? Okay. It depends on where are you discharging the waste brine? right? If you discharge it into the lagoon, yeah, it might damage the lagoon. If you discharge it outside, it might not. The bigger question is that if it costs you 16 crores to set up a desalination unit that can produce, let's say, 1 lakh liters of water a day, right? Right. Two questions emerge from there. One, so that 16 crores is what you're adding to your cost of operations, right? That's your fixed cost, plus the regular O&M costs. On top of it, you're talking about such a small archipelago that all the material for setting up your resort has to necessarily be shipped in from the mainland, which means that your cost of setting up a resort is going to be higher than the cost of setting up a resort on the mainland. Yes. Plus your running costs are greater because you've got desalination. You've also got to invest in your own solar panel architecture. Yes. Right? What we are not clear about is that once you add all these costs, right, for the, at the resort level, the cost of the inflated cost of construction, the cost of maintaining such a resort, because staff need not always be local. You will also need some staff coming in from the mainland. Nobody is going to leave their home in Kerala or Karnataka and come to Lakshadweep unless they're being paid more than what they would get back home, right? So you're talking about an economic enterprise with a slightly inflated pricing structure. The question then is that, what is a viable room tariff for a resort in Lakshadweep? Because that number needs to be competitive vis-a-vis Maldives. Right. The reefs of Lakshadweep are slightly decaying right now because of climate change. Events. Yes. So if you're telling me that, you know, I can go to Lakshadweep, to Maldives and get a room for say 10,000 rupees a night, if Lakshadweep is about 10,000 rupees a night, where would I go if I'm an international tourist or even an Indian tourist?
1: When the government put out tenders for Andaman or Lakshwadeep in the past, what has been the response?
0: Every time we have put out these tenders for Andaman and Lakshwadeep in the past, we've not had very, very good response. So what I think is likely to happen is that this will go the way of much of India's infrastructure sector where a lot of hype is created. But the foundations for making this boom come about don't really exist. We're talking only about the cost structure for a resort. But if you really want tourists to come in in large numbers, you also need to expand your port facilities, you need to expand your airport facilities. At this time, the runway in Lakshadweep can only handle a turboprop. Okay. In which case, then the question is that, is Lakshwadeep then going to spend this thousand crores or whatever upgrading its infrastructure and will the uh, comp- resultant boom in tourism traffic be higher than the thousand crores? A, if not, this money could have been well spent elsewhere. B, if they do spend this thousand crores beefing up infrastructure and setting up these resorts, we can also be sure that unless this is done very carefully and sensitively, this is going to damage the local ecology, in which case the reefs are going to suffer. And a resort we need what? 15 years to recover its investments, right? Are we sure the reefs will be healthy for 15 years to come? If, if there is a unplanned construction,
1: most of the residents of Lakshwadeep have been fishermen. Yeah, This is not the first time that the governments have been trying to bring in some amount of economic development out there. What is a viable plan where they get an economic opportunity, but at the same time, you see or you estimate not this kind of resistance? Because you cannot have a livelihood out of being fishermen down the centuries given the economic situation, given the ecological disaster that is about to happen?
0: I I don't know about that. Well, first of all, why did India create union territories? UTs were created because these were places with very unique cultures. And so we did not want to subsume them into a larger state because that identity and culture might be lost. What sets India apart really is this, right? That it's a... Mix of big and small cultures and societies. So when we sort of do this homogenization sort of a project, there's a danger of losing the the social and economic structure of this one community in <laughs>
1: To understand how threatened those associated with the island feel regarding their loss of identity, I spoke to Dr. Aisha B. Kalpeni. Today, a chief medical officer at the life care hospital in Malapuram, Kerala, Aisha B. was born and raised in the Kalpeni islands of Lakshwadeep. I was pleasantly surprised when she decided to talk to me, since not many were willing to come on record, fearing repercussions. She spoke on the loss of local jobs, discussed the impact of the new draft laws and how the Union Territory is seeing a rise in COVID-19 cases. Doctor, you have been brought up in Lakshwadeep, right? Yes. And how was it growing up for you in the islands?
2: It was great pleasure uh, and I feel very proud to be born there and brought up there. Uh, till 10th standard, I was uh, there itself for uh, 15 years of my life obviously it was a uh, very uh, difficult uh, like ships used to be uh, once in a month or so like things from mainland will arrive only once in a month the uh, like uh, food grains will reach us uh, only once in a year or so about education uh, like the, so many teachers from mainland used to be there and uh, the quality education was uh, very good
1: so so it was a very ideal uh, kind of childhood what we read about in books, you know, uh, it's a beautiful island and uh, education is there. So everybody has access to education. Tell me now, doctor, right now what the government of India is saying is we are bringing in economic development, we will build resorts in Lakshwadeep, we will bring in tourists in Lakshwadeep, like how we see in Maldives.
2: Isn't that good for the islands? The tourists, tourists yes. are already there, but we don't want tourists uh, demolishing our islands, our houses, our trees and our uh, uh, buildings, our assets and uh, broadening the roads and cutting down our trees. We don't want that. They have already started. They have already brought in the regulations uh, with the town planning for tourists.
1: Right. So, how is that going to impact your islands? How will that impact Lakshwadeep, this kind of town planning that the government proposes?
2: Yeah, they are going to grab our land without any notice and uh, they are going to cut down the trees. They are going to broaden the roads. By by that way, they are going to demolish our uh, properties. Uh, And they have already brought in uh, liquor and they have banned beef. All these are, they say it's for tourists, for development, but we don't agree with that. This is not development. And they have already uh, removed so many casual, uh, thousands, almost thousands of casual workers and uh, temporary workers from the other posts. Now they are unemployed. So, how come this is development? This is not development.
1: So, when you say casual workers, you basically mean the local workers, right? Daily wages. The daily wage laborers. So, when you remove the daily wage
2: workers, who is working in their place? Nobody is working. Angan, 38 Anganwadis are closed. So, nobody is working in the Anganwadis. They are just closed buildings. And the employees are sitting at home. Why have the Anganwadis been closed? They have nothing to do with tourism, right? So, why have they been closed? They are saying that it's not needed. So education is not needed. And so many schools are getting closed also. You
1: are uh, very vocal about the rights of people of Lakshwadeep. And uh, have you or other groups gone and uh, held discussion with the government?
2: Not me. So many representatives have gone and made to the to the administrator usually the new administrator is not available all the time. He comes for a short visit and then uh, leaves the islands and he never gives appointment to the uh, local people and the representatives and these people have gone and met the advisor and given him petitions also like all of us have submitted our uh, opinions like we have uh, we have said that we are, we are not happy with this sort of uh, new regulations and the reasons for it also but they have accepted it but when these local people went to meet advisor to the administrator he promised them that uh, things will be okay like whatever your concerns will be met but only in vocal in verbal Uh, they asked him to give everything in return but he did not give anything in return Okay, so
1: there has not been any draft, nothing written, nothing on paper. It's all verbal assurances. Tell me something, right now, when you have economic development on the charter, I understand most of the people working in Lakshwadeep are in the fishing industry. How do you propose to bring in economic development in a group of islands if you don't increase the tourist influx? What are the other options you all suggest?
2: Do you know that uh, Lakshadeep has no tourism potential beyond what is already developed under sports? That means whatever is there now, beyond that, there is no scope for tourism. The comparison with Maldives is superficial. Okay. Maldives as a separate country has no choice, but the economy of Lakshadeep is intimately linked to the mainland. For instance, hundreds of islanders from Mirikoi, Agati are are sailors and they get employed from Calcutta. Okay, so Lakshadeep orders about 50,000 square kilometers of economic zone to the country, 50,000. Its potential, except for small-scale fishing, is largely unexploited now. We all know that economically the seas are the future. If at all a development should be set up, it should be Lakshadeep C Development Authority. Another thing is that uh, these days, everyone is working at home. If IT and internet is encouraged, so many educated people in Lakshadeep can work from home and it will be, it will be welcomed by the youth. Uh, right now, they are removing all the temporary staff from their posts, okay? is another thing the latest they have brought is even among permanent staff they want to find out the like who are all efficient enough and who are all not efficient those who are not efficient they want to remove them from the permanent post so when you are talking about tourism how can you be so sure that We, the Lakshadi people, will be employed under tourism. How how can you be so sure that this government, especially under this administrator, will give us jobs like our educated young people qualified for?
1: Right. There are many unanswered questions out there. Uh, Lakshwodeep was so far insulated from COVID cases. But with the influx of tourism, Mm -hmm. uh, COVID has taken uh, a leap out there, unfortunately. Uh, What have you been seeing?
2: Praful Patel, the new administrator, who is uh, not an IAS or IPS, he is just a politician And he joined on 5th December 2020. Before that, we had zero cases. It was green zone. And as soon as he joined, he removed our protocol. And he said that there is no need of that protocol.
1: The protocol for those entering the islands was a 14-day quarantine period, seven of which were to be spent in Kochi. However, a change in SOP that waived the quarantine period and now only requires travellers to present a negative RT-PCR test. This has led to an exponential rise in COVID cases in the island territory.
2: Okay, then after that, the surge of cases. Right now, there are about 7,000 cases and 28 deaths. And we don't have any uh, proper... uh, infrastructure in our health sector so what happens is that most of the critical cases either they are dying or they are shifted to uh, Cochin by airlifting and by the time they reach Cochin, the crucial time is lost and most of them die unfortunately most of them die if the government doesn't buckle down okay you know if the
1: government continues to implement its stance what is going to be the result do you see a lot of unrest happening
2: Obviously, there will be unrest happening. And already the collector in his press conference some three days ago said that, uh, you know, there was a Sri Lankan ship which had AK-47 and some uh, 300 kilo of uh, uh, heroin. So he uh, some 90, 90 nautical miles away from Lakshadeep. Our uh, limit is 20 nautical miles. Beyond 90 nautical mile, there was a ship with all this. And he was saying that uh, because of this, he brought in Pasa, understand? So anything can happen in the international sea route. How come we are, we the people of Lakshadweep, is blamed for that? If
0: you see drug traffic, it is increasing in and around Lakshadweep. Many youths are involved. In drug trafficking and drug abuse. So when we plan, when we want to develop these islands holistically, we cannot compromise on the law and order front. But in many cases, our local residents are involved in drug trafficking.
1: And while Collector Ali spoke on safety of the islanders, I wanted to learn if we know enough about the fragile ecosystems in our country before attempting to bring in generic changes. Can the idea of development be copy-pasted from, let's say, a Maldives to Lakshwadeep? Kanji Kohli, legal researcher, Centre for Policy Research, a think tank, said a clear no. Kanji wanted to understand from you what makes islands like Lakshwadeep, Andaman fragile and how is climate change
3: further eroding them? I think first we need to really acknowledge and be humble about the fact that we very know very little about island ecosystems. Whatever we know, we've learned through a period of time. And there is a lot of local knowledge about these, uh, these islands. So we still know very little. These are very unique ecosystems and islands have been uh, all, always vulnerable to uh, disasters, climate-induced events. Uh, I, mean, I mean, the tsunami has not been, is not very far, uh, you know, didn't happen very far back. Uh, cyclones are almost like, a, you know, an annual occurrence. So they, cli- islands are extremely vulnerable to these cl- climate events. Alongside, I think over a period of time, marine biologists, uh, researchers, uh, scientists have also uh, re- really pointed out that, you know, uh, islands are, have been vulnerable to impacts of sea warming, sea erosion, uh, for, for Lakshadeep and, and, uh, and the Andaman group of violence, Andaman and Nicobar group of violence, uh, you know, issues like uh, impacts on coral reefs, uh, you know, uh, water stress—all these are very, very critical uh, problems that we need to to recognize. And and climate change is only increasing the vulnerability of island ecosystems much more. So, when we know so little about them, and on top of that, we want to bring in drastic
1: projects in a very short period of time, uh, in an already fragile ecosystem,
3: where do we go wrong? See, I think for uh, you know, I think we have to first, as I said, as I said we first acknowledge that. We we know little yet. I think we, uh, you know, p- proposal after proposal go with a certain pattern. You know, we the, the pattern is that you first establish an urgency. Uh, you that you know these uh, and you you establish an urgency and you establish a, a justification that what is happening in these spaces is not productive enough. It's not uh, economically viable enough. We need to we need to actually build over. Uh, dredge over these spaces. So we, so the, the usual usual pattern is that there will be a high level committee that sets the agenda, timeframes, establishes the urgency and justifications. Uh, following that, what happens is there is very little space for, uh, you know, discussions, and there's very little space for even regulatory precautions to kick in in these in, in, in instances because the uh, you know the timeframes, uh, the logics and justifications. Through, I'll say, a Niti Ayog-related document is already set in place, and whatever little regulatory precautions that we have are either weakened further to fall, uh, you know, to to work with the agenda, or they, you know, they have to fall in line with justification saying that this is, uh, you know, projects of, uh, you know, national interest and those kinds of things. So, because you've actually set the set the grounds for massive land use change in an area which is otherwise working in a very different way. Uh, you know, there are there are local livelihoods, there are, uh, you know, ecosystem-based, uh, highly, I mean, highly productive uh, livelihoods and occupations that are functional there. For centuries, the islands uh, have managed to develop themselves and at the same
1: time maintain a diversity. What can be done to ensure more economic development in these islands? The dependency on uh, the natural resources is diminishing so what can be done to ensure economic development without causing severe harm or without causing harm actually
3: this this, this question of yours can actually have a uh, a very uh, a technocratic answer where one can very clearly say that you know there are long standing recommendations that we should not move we at, at at a policy level we need to have ecological assessments policies need to be put out they need to be debated uh, you know, develop more democratically. All those are good practices for governance. But I think at the, at a larger level, what we really need to uh, you know understand is that we need to not treat islands and coastal ecosystems, or any other space for that matter, as empty spaces. You know, you we need to rethink uh, coastal development. We we can't we can't go with the idea that building tourism projects or portlet development or you know transshipment ports and airports is be- is the best option for every space you know you don't necessarily need to create maldives out of lakshadeep or uh, singapore and hong kong out of the andaman islands
1: what is your biggest fear are you afraid that we are going to lose Lakshadweep?
3: i think it's a very i think the unilateral approach and uh, in a very predetermined conviction that with the through which the niti ayo proposal is being uh, implemented actually it's one of the biggest problems with that is it leaves very little uh, space for uh, debate, dialogue, or, you, you know, appealing to the government even to change some things. So, you know, it's going with a, a mindset that all of which that exists in Lakshadweep today has to change. A good development agenda for Lakshadweep is high-end tourism. Uh, it is portlet development. Uh, I mean, it has very little space for uh, local fishing livelihoods. It has very little space for uh, for the for the coral reefs or the lagoons in the area as long and it, it it fits in only not from their ecological value only from from its tourism potential. If we are talking about uh, developing the islands, uh, that the idea of their development needs to be uh, needs to go through a process of designing, and that process of designing has actually happened far away from the islands, and that's why you have uh, regulations and laws of uh, unil- unilateral, uh, you know, very dictatorial sort of, uh, you know, uh, policy interventions that are that are going into the place, where everything else, uh, there will be very little space for democracy.
1: And it is not like the mainland has not heard their pleas. Lakshwadeep is closely associated with Kerala in terms of distance and cultural affinity. Kerala Chief Minister Pinarai Vijayan highlighted that the islander's way of living is being threatened. And those implementing the changes should rethink.
2: Pinarai Vijayan has presented a resolution in connection with the ongoing unrest in Lakshadweep. He submitted this resolution in the Kerala Legislative Assembly. Pinarai Vijayan has said that people are raising concerns and that there are attempts to encroach upon the cultural and specific features of Lakshadweep. Uh, Pinarai Vijayan demanded a resolution to the concerns of the people of this island.
1: Thank you Rajshekhar Kanchi, Aisha B for chalking out the economic, cultural and biodiverse impact on the fragile lands like Lakshwadeep if we swoop in with changes without considering the local sentiments. We cannot hope to erase the divisions between the mainlanders and the islanders if we do not put ourselves in their shoes. I'm Devina Sengupta and you've been listening to The Morning Brief. This episode was edited by Anjali Venugopalan and coordinated by Bhavya Dilip Kumar. I hope you enjoyed listening to the episode. Do send in your feedback to the morning brief at timesgroup.com and share the episode on your social media networks. The morning brief airs every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Thank you for listening and have a nice day ahead. All clips used in this podcast belong to their respective owners. You can find the credits in the description.